So today we have a special guest host, me, Madison Sparks, and Adam Rothkopf, yeah. <laughs> aka Business Boy. Welcome back to your hired, the Knox College Center of Career Successes podcast about careers. Today we have an awesome guest with us. His name is Mark Sepich, and why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Hi everyone, my name is uh, Mark Sepich. I'm currently uh, in Human Resources at Caterpillar, located in Peoria, Illinois. A lot of my job has to do with uh, people and making sure the people strategy align with the business strategy. And that can be anything from training to performance management, could be compensation, recruiting. So anything that really kind of uh, is in the people space, I call it, uh, we get our hands dirty and we try to make sure that we're creating the culture and the organization needed for today and then hopefully tomorrow as well. Yeah, so working in human resources, my first question for you would be, how has working in COVID been a challenge or how have you adjusted? I know it's a lot, it's going to be a lot differently from like actually being in person and trying to connect and, you know, understand people's different issues or just the different roles and positions that you have in your job. Yeah, well, when COVID hit, it's definitely, you know, impacted our business a little bit, um, but it has positives and it's negatives, right? So, when COVID hit, a lot of our, you know, we call it our, you know, staff were kind of forced to work from home or remotely. So we really had to take on, I guess, utilize technology better, right? So Zoom meetings, you know, Teams meetings, doing stuff more, using technology better. So it kind of really, I would say, in my opinion, it really forced us to better utilize technology and think of technology differently, right? So the things we people would say or the leaders say, well, we can't do that remotely. You can't work from home. We never get the job done. Well, in many cases, we showed that, yes, we could, you know, perform our jobs and perform them at a pretty high level and, you know, still make sure we're you're running the business. So it was kind of a blessing in some cases because it did kind of force us to kind of utilize technology better also though on the other side it kind of hurts that personal relationship right so some people get really uh you like going into the office and you know meeting with their coworkers and sitting down with meetings and having a cup of coffee and chatting right so some of that you know went away now you can still do that over you know a, a you know virtual meeting but it's just not the same so when COVID hit, it, it impacted our business, but we've adjusted very well. And I know we're still running the business and we're still doing a good job. That's awesome. Um, how do you, like, in, in COVID times, but also in just, like, normal times, how do you keep up morale and, like, like that community spirit kind of thing within the company? Well, at Caterpillar, we do a lot of different things, right? You know, definitely organizational health and just kind of the overall engagement of our workforce is really important. We realize in order for us to, Know, be a successful company, we have to have really qualified, talented employees that, you know, are engaged, that are, you know, willing to put in extra effort and work commitment. So we do a lot of different things from just recognition programs to generally just having training our leaders to tell our employees, thank you, and we appreciate what you do, right? And the work that you, you do is meaningful. And, you know, tying the work that that individual does to the bigger picture and letting them understand, hey, your, your job has meaning, it means something. 
if that's uh, you, the thing, the job that you do, you know, definitely at Caterpillar, we kind of tie it to stuff like, you know, the work that you do, potentially, we build the machines that build hospitals. We are the machines that put up um, roads and infrastructure in third world countries. And so there are a lot of things that we do every day that, you know, has an impact on the world that we live in. So being able as a, a leader to tie the work that we do to something meaningful really, you know, brings a lot of recognition in itself. But also it's those little things of, you know, saying thank you, noticing the work that's being done. Like I said earlier, recognition programs, um, and even just kind of, you know, small gifts, trinkets right? And just kind of doing what we can as a leader to understand what motivates your employees and, you know, doing the best job those leaders can to, you know, push those right buttons to get the, the best effort um, out of those employees at work. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Um, I, I've done a lot of research in like psychology of business and those are two of the, the biggest things that people want out of a job, like for satisfaction, is like one feeling like they have a purpose, that they're doing the work for some reason, right? And and the other one is like feeling that they're valued as a member of the company, like that they're not just a cog in the wheel. They're like an important piece of the puzzle. So that's real cool. Yeah. yeah and, and then two things that we, yeah, the two things that we really measure at Caterpillar, right, from like a people space is, you know, do you feel valued, like you said, as an employee? And do you feel like you belong, right? Do you feel like the job that you do, that you belong where you're at? Right? Are you doing the work that you find interesting and that you find worthwhile, right? And then every person, you know, there are some people that work Caterpillar, they find this job, the jobs they do here very exciting and worthwhile. Some don't, right? And it's just, it's a, it's a job, a bad job fit or just not a good match. So that sense of belonging in the organization is really important. And also, you know, at the end of the day, feeling valued that you're, you're being noticed and recognized and the work you do has an impact on something bigger than yourself, right? And some people call it purpose, right? We, some people call it, you know, a vision, but it, it's something beyond yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. And going off of what you and Adam were saying, it definitely keeps the passion in the job, which plays off of, you know, like the work ethic and the work environment. So going off of that and, you know, the recognition program as you mentioned and giving little gifts and things like that to show appreciation. Um, what do you find most enjoyable at your job as being a human resource person? Well, you know, being human resources, you really got to like people, right? So you have to be able to go out there and just interact with people and, you know, you know, connect with people and understand, you know, their backgrounds, you know, their, their story and what they like, what they don't like, you know, dealing with uh, diversity and, you know, understanding we all come from different backgrounds and, you know, understanding that and just kind of keeping a, an open mind on everything that is possible. That, that's what I really enjoy about my job is really just getting out there and connecting with people and just really understanding what, you know, motivates them. And then me trying to set programs and policies and, you know, recognition programs and rewards around, you know, getting that most of that employee. So once you kind of understand kind of the heartbeat of the organization and human resources, you put that structure around it to try to really you know, put this program in place, it's really going to, you know, help our employees uh, now and in the future to be the best, you know, they can be for the most part, right? And that's you through training, you know, communication, development, whatnot. Yeah, right. and I, I we've worked there for like seven years, is it almost? Um, uh, I've worked for Caterpillar for about 15 years. Oh, 15 years. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, mm -hmm. you have your finger on the pulse of the company for sure then. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now that us and the, um, the listeners know about the enjoyable things, 
What would you say is the most challenging thing about your job? Um, well, it's the same thing. In human resources, uh, you have to deal with people issues at times. Uh, not all the people get along. Uh, sometimes there's difference of opinions. Sometimes there's policies that, you know, we have to adhere. Uh, sometimes it's just uh, things, people doing dumb things, right? And in, at human resources, you're looked at as the expert to kind of handle those problems, no matter if it's uh, a small issue between two people to bigger issues that potentially could have an impact on the company, right? So I would say that's the other, you know, when you deal with people, we are humans, we're imperfect, and we, we do make mistakes at times. So how you handle some of those situations, you know, can be challenging at times, right? Because, you know, most people in human resources do have a, a kind heart and want to help people, but then there's part of those jobs where you have to, you really have to look at, you know, the business first and make, you know, tough people decisions, uh, to make sure things are going well. Sometimes that has to do with, you know, potentially layoffs or reductions in force or poor performance. Uh, that's all part of the, the gig as well. Being human resources is, you know, both the good sides where you get to motivate employees and the bad side where, you know, you know, th that would have, you know, impacts on people. Yeah. Um, on that note, actually, like, how do you, are, do you have any tips for like, just bridging the gap between employees and like making sure that everyone's satisfied and like everyone's communicating with each other. Um, ask that question again. Um, just like, do you have any tips for making sure that everyone's communicating openly with each other and making sure everyone's satisfied? Well, you know, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, you know, our goal as far as, you know, op people openly communicating is that we create the environment uh, within our organization where people feel they can trust their employee, their, their coworkers, they can trust their leaders, where they can just feel free to speak up and to kind of share their opinions. Um, that, and even if it differs from others, being able to share that opinion openly, um, that's kind of the culture we'd like to, you know, hopefully get to, right? We're not there yet. You know, most companies are not, but that's how I say the tips of communicating is trying to create an environment where we can openly speak and talk freely amongst each other for the good of the business, right? So it's, it doesn't do a business very good if those great ideas that people have, they don't speak up and share them, right? So hopefully we're creating an environment where uh, they feel free to speak up, share their ideas, and that people are inclusive enough to, inclusive enough to look at those opinions, even if they differ from their own and kind of put together the best solution. So I think that's a tip. One of my best tips around communication is creating the environment where employees don't fear open communication or they don't, they don't fear retaliation or judgment or perception. So if you can get brought, get rid of those barriers in your communication, uh, it really does a good job as far as, you know, bringing employees together in that open communication across the organization. Yeah, um, I, I'm in the theater department at my college, at, and um, one of the biggest things that we talk about as directors is establishing an open form of communication also day one, especially with theater, since there's so much like drama and interpersonal relationships, as, as with any job, I imagine, though. Mm -hmm. um, like establishing from day one, like actually going out of your way to say, hey, you can always come to these people if you have issues, um, we talk about things here, you know, we're very open. Like that's, that goes such a long way for making people feel safe.
Yeah, exactly. Because it's, yeah, if a person doesn't feel safe or they feel like they're going to be judged or, you know, they're not going to speak up. And then you're actually not doing your company. You're doing your company a disservice when that happens, right? Because you're not sharing your ideas and you're not sharing your thoughts and you're potentially, you know, hurting the organization. However, you know, it's the organization's role to make sure that that environment's created where that, that person's not, you know, torn between, hey, do I speak up or do I not? And like I said, uh, we're not perfect. Uh, but we work really hard on that, and we really want to. That's really one of our our core initiatives, right? Is to make sure that we're creating, you know, an inclusive culture where people feel, even if their opinions differ, they feel they can speak up and share that. Yeah, and it's not only within like the words; it's also in the action. You know, setting an atmosphere of trust to people to feel, you know, comfortable with coming to you, especially with your position. Um, with that, I know different stressors on a job can make it hard to relax. So it's important to have that balance. So my question for you is, how do you find a balance between your day-to-day needs and working a competitive job? So like, how do you prioritize what's important to you and how do you stay prepared? I mean, I really think that comes to you as an individual, right? And the priorities in your life, okay? So, you know, if you find something of real value, you're gonna prioritize that. now. I can say that the company that I work for, Caterpillar, we do a really good job of um, prioritizing our work-life balance. Some people call that, right? You know, some days, you know, work has to take your full attention, right? And you got to put a lot of effort in your work to get a big project done or get an assignment done, or you're working a huge issue that has to get done today. So in, in that case, in that case, you're, you may have to dedicate a lot of your time and effort that day to your work. And then the other days, you, you know, you maybe have a, a school event for your children or maybe there's something else going on. Then that day you may have to, you know, spend more time prior to your life, right, outside of work. So uh, it, that's never easy, right, because it's kind of personal, the work-life balance. you got some people who were, you know, gung-ho at work all the time and it's work, 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 work. And then you got others that are really kind of open and really prioritize their personal life. So it, I think that prioritization really comes from inside of you and kind of what you value as a human being and then trying to set up your schedule that kind of matches the things that you value in life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely just finding that balance is like insanely important. And I don't know. I respect that you as a company like work are actually putting in effort to to make that happen, you know? That's very cool. Yeah, and it, and it comes down to like mindfulness too, right? I mean, your mental health is important, your physical health is important, right? So, you know, as a company, we understand that most companies do that. You, know, you're, you can't be an employee, if, a good employee if you're, you're sick or you know, you're, you're not mentally there, right? Because of your job. So there's gotta be that balance because if it's not, you're going to get two on one way, right? And then it just, it's going to, ultimately, it's going to break or something's going to go bad. So that, that balance is really critical just because you got to take time off. You got to kind of, you know, hit the reset button every once in a while. You got to kind of have to put things at, at work behind you for a little bit and kind of, uh, you know, go on a vacation or spend, take some time off or do a hobby or volunteer or whatever that, you know, drives you outside of work. You got to take time to do that. Or you're just going to, your life's going to be out of whack. And then, you know, that's not good. So from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint, it just, it's not healthy. So you, you got to find that balance. And like I said, each person, it's a little different. You know, some people get a lot of joy out of kind of working. Some people get a lot of joy taking vacations, right? So it's, it's kind of that person on that personal side.
Mm -hmm. And I think it's super important as a an employee to find like even just small things that really lift you up because sometimes you only have like 15 minutes or something in a day to to really recharge before you have to get back to work or a task. And so like finding even just a small thing, either like meditation or going outside or like eating an apple or something, just something small that like recharges you is wildly important. Yeah, definitely when you're on break, eating healthier foods instead of the junk foods, those are always good, like the go-to meals, but you wanna keep a healthy balance as well, like you were saying earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, so on an, on a slightly different aspect of your, of your job, um, do you also like reach out to other organizations and try to make connections between like Caterpillar and other companies? Uh, we do. Yeah. Cause, um, we definitely have a lot of companies that we, you know, benchmark with and, you know, kind of connect with just so, you know, we know what's going on with an industry within a segment like. Uh, we do like a lot, we used to before COVID go to a lot of different conferences where a lot of different companies come together and share best practices and kind of really kind of help us understand kind of, you know, which way the wind's blowing. So we do, right? And that connection outside of Caterpillar is really important to us and as many companies, right? Because you want to know, you know, if somebody else is doing something that's really good and you think that could be an advantage for your company, it's in your best interest to kind of give that a shot and see if it works. So yes, we, we do connect with a lot of companies outside of Caterpillar. And since Caterpillar is so big, we have a lot of connections anyway. So we're all kind of interlinked, you know, and, you know, the, the financial side of the business, you know, the, there's a lot of things, you know, even the health, we're building hospitals, right? So we're connected to a lot of companies just because of the work that we do and the, the products and services that we have. So there's a natural connection there, but we also purposely go out there and try to make connections outside of, you know, Caterpillar just for our own good and for our own improvement. Like I said, there's a lot of things, a lot of innovative companies are doing a lot of great things out there that we definitely need, probably need to look at and evaluate and see if it would work within our four walls at work as well. Yeah. Um, if, if you're willing to expand a little bit more on just like how to establish positive relationships with, with these groups and like like how to reach out and how to just like make those quick positive connections kind of thing i mean it's really asked right uh, i mean you just you, you got to take that first step so a lot of it is just trying to to use your network some people you know, you know reach out on via linkedin or you could go to a company's website right but it's really just taking that first step and i think it's being curious right or just being able to speak up and ask the questions and hey i'm my mark i work at caterpillar and you're you're an expert in this field i'd like to connect and talk more about this right so i, I think it's just being bold right you know talking connecting uh, and just being curious um that, that's the best way that i would see it right absolutely yeah i i do think like just taking that first step and reaching out most people are nice if you just ask them questions and actually show like interest in what they're talking about so yeah so just and, and if when it happens to me too yeah when it happens to me i'm equally as curious right so this person's reaching out to me they're wanting to know more about what i do and maybe there's something in it for me as well where i could learn something from them and maybe they're doing something that um we should be considered doing right so you know if you look look at that from that standpoint where it could be like a mutually you know mutual kind of partnership where you're going to learn something and i'm going to learn something and 
um, that's always really good, right? And so there's no really harm in doing that. Now, I would say you got to be aware, right? You know, in this world, you know, we do have competitors and you don't want to be openly sharing, you know, secrets and stuff with your competitors, right? That's not that's frowned upon very highly, but you know, in the interest of, you know, improvement and connections, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So you, you just got to be smart on what you do and, you know, who you reach out to and, you know, what you're talking about. And so you got to keep that in mind as well. Oh, for sure. You don't want to, you don't want to spoil all your secrets. Yeah, you don't want to be sharing trade secrets, right? That's probably not a yeah. good thing for your career. Right? <laughs> don't want to you'll, you'll, be, you'll probably be you'll probably be speaking with human resources pretty quickly if that happens. So, <laughs> oh, we get to speak with you, right? Yeah, good or bad meeting, who knows? <laughs> Going off of that, definitely hearing how important your communication skills. What are some other skills that people should work on with trying to enter the same field that you are in? Um, some skills I, I think really work, I guess, well in our business, right, is definitely curiosity, right? You know, thinking about something and thinking about it differently and just, you know, just being curious and asking questions. So that curiosity and inquisitiveness, right, is really important. So asking questions, trying to understand and learn. So that's, that's a real a good skill that constantly wanting to learn more. Communication, you said, is really um, important, but also just personal skills, right? Being able to talk to people and just being, you know, sharing your thoughts and, you know, communicating well and just being open. Those are really important, you know, behaviors as well. Um, just, you know, being kind, right? That's a, a great one is just being nice to people and generally showing genuine concern for people, right? Empathy is really important as well, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of different behaviors and traits that we look for based on the job. But, you know, at the end of the day, just being a good person, right? And, you know, having values and integrity, you know, th those go a long way. Um, just being a good overall person um, is, is important. Oh, for sure. Um, so you talked about a lot of super important skills. I'm wondering um, how you kind of search for those in applicants, like new applicants to to the positions that you have in your company. Yeah, so I've done a lot of recruiting in my career, right? I've hired probably thousands of people. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few things that we look for, right? Is Definitely you wanna look at your experience and your education, right? So, you know, the education piece, the education piece shows us that you can learn, right? That's, that's important, right? And GPA is important too, right? So the higher GPA is, is good. Um, but also those those soft skills is important. What, I mean, what do you do with your time, the time management piece? So if you go to school and just, you know, hit the books really hard, well, that's important. But we also want to see how you manage time, right? What do you, what extracurricular things do you do? Do you, are you in athletics? Are you in clubs? Do you volunteer? Do you work part-time? Like what else, you know, consumes your time? What else do you value? So those are a lot of things that we look for definitely in like new college graduates is, you know, do you have the ability to learn? And if you're in college it kind of, and you're doing well, it shows that you have the ability to learn, but what else do you do, right? And what, what do you value? What do you bring to the table? What makes you special, right? What, what makes you different from every other candidate that we look at? What, what makes you, you, what makes you unique? What, and what can you bring to the table? So those are some of the things uh, that we really look for, I would say for new 
college graduates is really just that 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 education, the GPA, what do you do with your time, and just how driven are you, right? Are, are, is this like your is this your career path? Can we tell with your passion and your language and through your word and through your body language and things? This is kind of what really energizes you uh, going forward. So those are some of my I guess tips of kind of you know, what we look for. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you. Um, I, I do feel like being showing that you are an actual human being with like multiple sides to who you are, and also someone who's passionate about the field that you're going into. Like that's crazy important. That's crucial. Um, I'm wondering, following up on that, um, and for our listeners, Mark also was kind enough to help us in mock interview week, um, which we had um, some of the Knox students submit practice interview questions and answers and get like feedback from Mark. Um, so I'm wondering just if you have any more tips for you look for in actual job interview, like beyond the resume. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did uh, participate in mock interview week and I apologize for those who had me as an interviewer. I, I tend to grade pretty hard at times. So, um, so I apologize in advance, but um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing when it comes to interviewing, right. Is you really want to, put your your best foot forward right and, and be very specific right um and don't be general so take credit where credit is due right so if you are working on a project be very specific on what was your role in this project okay we did we built this you know we built this house and i was in i put up all the drywall what i mean that's a really simple example but be very specific on your role on that team and don't be general, right? Say, well, I worked on this team and we built a house. Well, did you like, I don't know as an interviewer, did you build the entire house? Did you watch? Did you run and, and get coffee for the people who are working? You say, so that's kind of an example. Be specific, really showcase yourself. This is your time. I wouldn't say brag, but you, you definitely want to let the interviewer know your role in whatever example you you give forward. And then also another is be able to tell a really good story. So that's what the interview is. You're, you're, you're telling a story, right? And some stories you tell are really interesting and some stories you read are really boring, right? So try to make your story really interesting. What sets you apart? Why are you unique? Why did this situation, right, that you're explaining how did that have an impact on your life? How did it have an impact on your grade? How did it have an impact on your team, right? So be really, really specific. And then another thing is really hone in on the results, right? That's one of the most critical things I can tell you about interviewing. So if you're, you know, if you're going to get to share a story, have a good ending, right? So I built a house and it, we built it in like two weeks and it was below budget. And, you know, the customer was really satisfied and we made, $10,000 profit. Like I said, that I just made that up. But those small details at the end really shows the impact the things that you did have on someone else or your business. So those are the yeah. kind of things that you really got focused in on to have a good interview. Like I said, that's the stuff that sets you apart. And that's why, you know, if we're looking down to two candidates, and we're saying, do we go with candidate A or candidate B? The one that provides those details with that passion in it is probably going to get the, you're going to win the interview. Oh, of course. And, and having that like happy ending, the, the actual results, like that, the story that you told is a lot better than the story of spending weeks building a house and then it crumbles to the ground kind of thing. 
Um, like, yeah, and, but it, and it's not always a bad thing, right? But if the house tumble, tumbles to the ground, right, and it's a bad example, but you know, then you better explain to you know explain to the interview what did you learn from it, or how did you learn from your mistake, and what are you going to do to fix it, right? So we all trust me, I've done it a million times. We've all did something we failed at at work, right? And it's not about the failure. It's how did you recover? How did you change that? How, what did you do next? What was that next step? So if you, you give an example, a good story, what doesn't have a, like a happy ending, let us know how you, what you did after that, you know, so the house crumbled to the ground. However, we cleaned it up. We went back to the blueprints and, you know, we we're starting it to do it again. And we're, we've learned this and we're not going to make that same mistake again. So, you know, that's important too, the, the, to understand the, the failure piece of it, because it happens all the time. Trust me, you're never going to go through you know, life and work without failure. It just, it's part of the game. Yeah, right. I, I, actually, I feel like that ties in super well to the, like, that classic interview question that everyone hates, which is like your biggest weakness. So mm -hmm. acknowledging failure is, and acknowledging it gracefully is something real important for people to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then practice makes perfect. And when you give feedback, it's never going to be harsh because iron sharpens iron. And going off of that, what is some advice you can give to students transitioning to the real world, trying to get a job, or just trying to get a jump start into the career after graduation? Of course. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, you know, my my recommendation would be, um, I, I guess I'm looking reflecting back on my, you know, story, right, would be, you know, don't see something, you know, keep doors open. You just never know if an opportunity lies behind it, right? So I'll give you a prime example. I graduated in Knox and I wanted to be a history teacher, right? Um, I loved history, still love history today, but my path changed, right? And uh, I took a different route and now, you know, I'm, I'm in human resources at Caterpillar, right? So, yeah. you know, don't, be so boxed into something that you think you are um, really explore, keep your mind open. Like I said, opportunity, you never know when it's going to come and show itself and just be, be prepared to grab it when it, ha it hits you and be, you know, you're open enough to try something new or try to learn something new. Right. So that would be, you know, some of the insight I would, I would give would be just keep an open mind, um, know what you like, know what you're passionate about. Um, know what your values are and then try to align the work that you do with some of those. And you'll, like I said, you'll never work a day in your life, right? You'll just enjoy your work and feel like you, you, ha you have meaning, meaning in that. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, just as, as we, as we kind of wrap up this interview, if you want to, if you want to touch on just any other, um, any other challenges that students might face or um, any other just tips and tricks that you have for either working in a human resources field or just general life skills? Um, this human resources is a great field, right? You're very supportive and takes a very unique personality to do that, but um, it's, it's a fun role. I would say, you know, definitely for the Knox students is, you know, take advantage of the education you're given, right? So you're, you're going to a really good school, um, very good teachers, very good administration, right? So they're going to train you well to whatever you want to do, right? Whatever you're passionate about, right? So you're lucky that you're, you've, you're in a good institution and a great college. Um, just, you know, use what you learn, right? And utilize it. Um, like I said, you're going to a great liberal arts college and it, they train you very well to 
look at things differently and you know see things differently. So take advantage of that. Um, that's that's your competitive advantage to the people who go to other colleges and universities, right? That you 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 have a Knox education and it it's valued and they train you well. So don't 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 let yourself down. You're, you're probably better than what you think. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all your advice. Yes. Um, it's been a pleasure talking with you, genuinely. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for the time. I really do appreciate it. And uh, best of luck with all those uh, seniors who are getting ready to graduate and go out into the real world. Best of luck to you. Uh, hopefully uh, some of this COVID stuff gets behind us and um, how you have good futures. So once again, thank you for all your time. I really do appreciate it. And you know, reach out to me if you have questions. Yes, thank you so much, Mark. We appreciate you and having you here on the podcast. Definitely was a good conversation, very informative. And I know everyone will love to hear this. <laughs>